When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, hello and welcome to a very sad edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as an irrational fan. And today's podcast is brought to you by the fine folks over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The DraftKings Sportsbook app is the official betting partner of the NFL and America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can go download it now and use our code of PHNX and simply... For betting one dollar on any any NFL game, uh, you will win one hundred and fifty dollars. I'm sorry, a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a point. So that's a hundred dollars in free bets uh, for using our code of PHNX and betting just one dollar. So best of luck to you with that. Uh, I'm joined by an absolute monster of a human being this week uh, or today and every day because that's the that's what's happened to me i'm, I'm attached to this guy now forever uh he is uh my co-host and, and former friend uh now an enemy uh the grim reaper it's jesse friedman oh, there's so many emotional oh my gosh you went from you're the sad fan and you're also my enemy and you're yeah. also irrational yeah. i don't know what to make of everything that just went down i'm swinging like wild jesse i'm angry i'm seconds. angry <laughs> They did the I'll thing the- they weren't supposed to do. Tank season is dead, Jesse. Tank season is dead. It's dead. You're right. You you are irrational, Derek, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> so uh, you were here. We talked about it a bit yesterday, but let's talk a little bit more about you being here for the end of tank season. Uh, you rooted it on. You 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 did this to us. So, uh, <laughs> what were your thoughts of finally seeing this team live and up close uh, for the first time in at least a little while for you? It was a great time. Uh, I enjoyed being at the ballpark. Um, I enjoyed uh, just watching Diamondbacks baseball in front of my eyes. There's something about you know seeing it up close as opposed to on TV all the time. Um, but, but I gotta say, Derek, uh, I know I said this yesterday on the audio podcast, but I, I share a little bit of the devastation that you experienced and many of our audience experience because, because as I said, from the beginning, Derek, I am not opposed. I was never opposed to the diamondbacks getting the first overall pick. And, and at that point, you know, once you were in the, you know, the sixth or seventh inning, the diamondbacks were down two or three runs. I was like, okay, I mean, you know. I, I didn't want the Diamondbacks to try to lose for the last month of the season, but I'm also pretty okay, you know, with with this outcome. And uh, and, and I mean, it just felt so fitting for the 2021 Diamondbacks, right? That of course 
you know, they come back and win with this heroic comeback, you know, down four to one and they, and they come back and win the game. It really did. It was, it was fitting. It was fitting for just what has gone down this season. It's fitting. It's, it's the exact kind of disaster that I didn't want to happen in the second season uh, or second half of the season. That was my one hope. My one fear was that they would win enough games in the second half to do this to themselves. And of course they did and did so in dramatic fashion, waited until the very last series to really just (laughs) take it home. We knew uh, in our podcast titled Advantage Baltimore that Baltimore definitely had the the harder road ahead with the teams that they were facing and the playoff implications that those teams were involved with. The Diamondbacks had some similar series, but obviously that last series of the year, which is what everything ended up coming down to uh, against the Rockies, which it was exactly what we thought it would be. Just two. T- I, I'm I'm serious. I, I'm surprised the games didn't end in a foot race or a hot dog eating contest because neither team cared <laughs> at that point anyway. So, uh, yeah, if it's, if, if it's any respite to you, Derek, one thing that I will say is that I think we can be honest here and say that the Diamondbacks are a more talented baseball team than the Orioles. Like, like if the Diamondbacks had come away with the okay. first overall pick, I think, I think in some ways that in itself is a fluke that's caused by the enormous number of injuries in the middle of the season. Like, I mean, you go through the Orioles rotation and other than maybe John means like, like I challenge anyone watching right now to like chime in in the chat box, try to name another Oriole pitcher other than John means. I mean, their, their rotation was filled with guys who are basically, you know, no name types who called up from AAA late in the season, guys who do not have a lot of major league experience. The Diamondbacks had Luke Weaver and Madison Bumgarner and Zach Gallen. And, and even on the offensive side, I think at a lot of positions, they're just a more established baseball team. So in the end, I don't know if, you know, if that makes it feel any better, but the Diamondbacks are a better team than the Orioles. And, and I don't think that, you know, we should be super, you know, necessarily quite as devastated that they missed out on the first overall pick that frankly, they weren't really bad enough in reality to, to really warrant getting. I don't know about that, Jesse. Uh, did you watch this team in May? I mean, in May, I mean, how they, they literally lost their entire starting rotation for a month or two. That's why this team's record is so bad, right? True. It's because of yeah. that stretch in May and June where they were, you know, 10 and 50 essentially over two months. And that's why they dug the hole that they dug They're They're probably about a, you know, not a good team. They're probably a 60, maybe 70 win team. If those things don't happen, they're still not good, but they're not Orioles bad. I mean, let's face it. The Orioles, other than Cedric Mullins and a nice first few starts from John means, um, there's not really anything of interest going on in that in that franchise right now there's some interesting minor league players from all of the all of the draft picks they've accumulated but they're a a horrible horrible baseball team i'm going to give you a staggering stat this is this is courtesy of our friend steve gilbert over at mlb and steve gilbert wrote in 1969 the two nl expansion teams the padres and expos each lost 110 games since then only two national league teams have lost 109 plus games. The 2004 D-backs and the 2021 D-backs. That's history, baby. That's history. That's dubious history. Proud of. Oh, proud of, right? God. <laughs> there was another. Did you see the, the stat that I put out yesterday on Twitter? Um, it, it also actually dates back to 1969. Uh, 1969 was the beginning of the divisional era 
in baseball where they established the West and the Eastern divisions in each league. And, mm. and since that happened in 1969, uh, there has never been a gap between the worst and best teams in the NL West division as large as the gap between the Diamondbacks and the Giants <laughs> this season. It is a 55 um, game gap. 55. That is five. 55 games. I mean, that is, I mean, you're talking about the Giants Crazy. setting the Giants set their all-time record, right? For wins in a season, 107 wins. And the Diamondbacks nearly did the opposite by setting their franchise low. And, and that created this absurd margin between two teams that somehow, some way, and I fell for this too, two teams that were completely projected by so many people to finish with a with essentially the same record at the end of the season. It's absolutely mind-boggling how they were separated by 55 games by the end of the year. Well, Jesse, I want to give a, a cheers and, and a toast uh, in memory of tank season. Um, <laughs> it's dead, Jesse. It's, in it's, memoriam. It, <laughs> it's, it's dead. It's over. Uh, we won't. We're not going to talk about tank season anymore. Tank season is officially over. Uh, put on your long sleeve shirts. Put on your hoodies. It's hoodie season. It's eighty six degrees today here in Phoenix. So, you know, uh, it actually is hoodie weather. But that's, that's I, hoodie season, right? Eighty six yeah, degrees. <laughs> I, I will say, I think uh, there's a good chance that maybe we still see Elijah Green slip to the Diamondbacks. There's no certainty uh, with the MLB draft at all. And again, that's something we talked about yesterday. We could see the Baltimore Orioles easily pass up on him. Hell, we could see the Diamondbacks pass up on him, right? That would be a very Arizona Diamondbacks thing to do too, right? Dangle this carrot of of this player in front of us and then you know, also not go after him even if they end up getting him. Who knows? I know that they're going to go after the best available pick. And I know internally they're pretty satisfied with this result. They are okay with getting the second draft pick. Mike Hazen said that he doesn't feel like this team is a series of top five draft picks away from being competitive again. He feels like they can be competitive again before that. They can rely more on the talent that they have that is almost ready to come up to a major league level that we will most likely see in spades next season. I, I do think that they're going to probably retain a lot of the guys they have on the team just based on the fact that they are going to need those guys to, you know, kind of coach up some of the younger guys that they plan on filling the rest of the roster with. I I wouldn't be surprised to see more of the same that we saw this season next year. Just hopefully it's not with guys playing out of positions that they normally play. We talked about defensive runs saved in center field and second base. There seems to be an easy fix there as far as bringing in a real center fielder, whether that's, you know, one of the young guys, Alec Thomas, or whether that's, you know, leaving Jake McCarthy, who's done a fine job in the last, you know, what, 15 games of the season playing that position. The team seemed to click defensively much more once McCarthy moved out to center field and Marte was playing on the infield. So it's just one of those things that they still were playing 155 different lineups before the end of the year. And I'm sure that's something that a lot of people would like to see Tory change. I, I saw a little hope. I saw a little light in the end of the tunnel. By the way, check out the shirt because I'm uh, even <laughs> though I prosecuted against this man, I'm still wearing an Intori We Trust job over here. You're and on board. Uh, You're on board. I'm on board, right? But I, you know what I'm not on board with? I'm not on board with the sadness that was created inside of me for the potential loss of Elijah Green. 
Uh, it made me it made me create photoshops and memes, Jesse. Let's take a look at that one really fast. Oh uh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, we are not okay. We're not okay. I'm not okay. One of us on this podcast was not okay. At least not okay enough to uh, to make this, but yeah, that's kind of everything the way I felt. Uh, Elijah Green just slipping away like little baby Gamora. Bye. I'm going to kill you one day. You know, that kind of thing. Not not the same thing, but he, it's like he's killing my soul, you know. That's what he's doing with this with with the soul stone. Uh I, am I am I overreacting, Jesse? Just just a just a wee little bit maybe. Okay. All right. <laughs> I do appreciate the 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 meme though. That was okay. some quality meme work from you, Derek. So well, that's I always you. appreciated around here. Yeah. Well, you know, we're 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 trying our best to do the content, right? There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's good work from you. I guess my I guess my biggest question now at this point is, you know, where where do we go from here? Tank season's dead, so I can't I can't hope for that. I can't root for that. What are you going to talk about, Derek? What am I going like, to talk what, about? Like, like, What's like, my identity going to be? We're about to do a whole off-season of shows, and I'm just trying to figure out what your content is going to be because you, you can no longer flash the tank season graphic on the screen every oh, I 20 seconds. Oh, watch so me. I, watch me. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. One I'm more time curious. just to prove to him that we're going to do it. This is, I mean, <laughs> now we have this one, Jesse. If I, if I have to go to this one, I will. That's the way okay. it's going to work. Or we'll we switch back to the old one because the old one's still there too. It's still going to be tank season. might be tank season next season. We'll see what happens next season. It's a long 162 games, and it might be over sooner than we think. I do think the Diamondbacks are going to be better. I do have a, a positive outlook for this team. I think that what the Giants did, even though, once again, the Diamondbacks are not the Giants, and they don't have the Giants roster, I still think that it's very inspiring. You know, winning a record yeah. number of games with a roster that people predicted, you know, was going to, you know, maybe be 500, maybe be a little bit above but still not compete in the division with the likes of the Padres and the Dodgers. Lo and behold, now we sit at this point where the Dodgers are in a one-game playoff tomorrow with the St. Louis Cardinals and could be out of it. One of the big things that Mike Hazen talked about yesterday in his presser was just trying to, I think someone had asked him about the Giants and what can be learned from that. And one of the big takeaways for him was just trying to get the guys already on this baseball team to just perform at a higher level, right? Yeah, like at right. some point, you know, I mean, the Diamondbacks, obviously they have some roster moves to make. They've got some adjustments to make. This was not a winning roster from the beginning, but also like, like Christian Walker shouldn't have a season where he, you know, has an OPS under 700, right? Like, like sure, there's a lot sure. of, there's a lot of guys that just, underperformed in, in Robbie kind of Ray. Look manner. at Robbie Ray. Look at what happened with Robbie Ray. Right. Robbie Ray has to be a prime example of a guy that they didn't give up on. Robbie Ray was in their system for a number of years. The minute that he moves on and gets just different coaching or, or whatever, you know, changes that he made to his game. Uh, right. And now he's a Cy Young award contender, you know, like it's, it's crazy to see uh, certain players go on and get coached up and get you know become elite or much better than they were for this team from hazen's perspective he has to see something like that and think there is still a guy a bunch of guys on this team with a ton of potential i don't like that he says like even Marte isn't really uh, untouchable as far as like a potential trade or anything but i know deep down inside that a guy that's uh, essentially hitting 320 at all times in every situation isn't a guy you get rid of right i think that they 
are going to try to still build around a small core of this team and supplement it with young talent that they think could be the future. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a process though. It doesn't happen overnight. I think we've seen a lot of, um, a lot of players this year kind of blossom, uh, not not yeah. necessarily be consistent, but just have some great moments. And and we're going to talk about that next based on uh, a question that we got from Twitter. Again, we're still answering our Mailbag Monday questions because they were so yeah. good that we need to make them into uh, an entire, you know, second half of an episode. But before we move on, I just want to remind everybody that uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is once again the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And they have a week five offer every NFL fan should jump on. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game with and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The, the last 0-0 tie in the NFL was 1943. So believe it or not, I was not born yet. But I would say this is a no-brainer as far as betting on bet your dollar. Like I said, call their bluff. Bet your dollar, but $5 that get your dollar, get your $100 out, whatever, whatever you want to do. Or bet 25, bet 50. You can do that with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. There's a number of options. Plus, it's safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit your money and withdraw it whenever you want. And that's that's a big benefit. I've used some of these other sportsbook apps. And uh, it's it's a scary situation when uh, you get a message that ha- your your money has to go through a review process first. So uh, it's it's a really great to jump on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and and uh, deposit and withdraw whenever you want. Also, uh, please use our code of PHNX and you'll for that one dollar bet you will get a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores. Uh, Twenty one and over only. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Dial one eight hundred Next Step. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Jesse, what happened? I know I know you didn't win any money while you were here, and I was sad. <laughs> you just I, was it you just couldn't in your heart bet on the Diamondbacks, even though they won. Was that what ended up happening? What happened? Yeah, I uh I, I had some uh I think my phone is just stuck thinking that I live in Seattle. And so my, lo- my phone's location was very much struggling. And and yeah, for some reason, the app was under the impression that I, I was uh, still in Washington or, or something. Um, but yeah, I have to say, I mean, I, my plan was to bet on the bet on the Diamondbacks. And I guess I would have won some money there because they, they did win two out of three. absolutely would have. So you absolutely would have. I, I missed out. I and absolutely missed out. I did. I did. And I won money. So I don't even know why I'm mad, but I, I you know. I'm still mad. Tank season's dead. Um, I, I will say that that we are putting out some great content on the website, by the way. So if you have a chance, go check out gophnx.com. If you're not a member already, what are you doing? Be a member. Join us. Join the family. Uh, you can either get a month-to-month option, and you'll get your first month for 50 cents. Or if you get that annual option, you'll get your choice of a free T-shirt over at phnxlocker.com. Uh, and let me tell you. I still haven't gotten my free shirt, by the way, because I haven't um, paid for it yet. That's why it kind of works out that way. <laughs> I'm still waiting for it. I think I'm going to wait it out, and then I'm going to order probably the Coyotes one first. Look at me. I'm not even a homer on my own. Wow. Wow. But then I'll get the I... D-backs one. The Coyotes one is so good. There's so many good options, though. I'm doing it because Leah's here in the room, and I'm trying to, trying to win her <laughs> over more than you, Jesse. She's the one that lit me to look like this, so... She gets all the props, but I want to hey, say, that, hey, 
I I did. I have to say, I didn't I didn't get to use the DraftKings Sportsbook app this weekend, but I did order two T-shirts uh, hey, when I was in town. I was yes, up in the press box. Sir. I ordered the uh, I ordered the D-backs one because because I'm I'm not a trader like you, and mm, yeah, and I also ordered uh, one of the PHNX ones. So I got oh two nice, on the very way nice, very yeah, nice. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get on my level here. I do, I do, and I'm going to Jesse. And you know where else I'm going to get on your level is on the Discord. Uh, you can join our members only discord and uh, overcorrect the name of that website like I do. Uh, and, you know, talk sports, talk baseball. We can talk off season stuff, non tank season stuff. We'll talk positivity. We can talk draft prospects. Uh, and most importantly, we can talk uh, who the Diamondbacks need to really kind of move on from at this point. That's one of my favorite things to talk about, but uh, it's only because I'm sad tank season is over and I need to latch <laughs> on to something else negative. Uh, so join us over here and uh, become a part of the family. We we absolutely appreciate the sport. And, and just a reminder, no pressure, no pressure, but Jesse doesn't eat if you don't become a member. He doesn't, we don't ship him food if he doesn't, if we don't, if we that, that, is, that is how I rely to, I mean, that's what I rely on for survival is shipments of food from the, that's PhD correct. From me. Johnny over on the Cardinals podcast, he's living with no lights, uh, in, in his garage. I don't even know if he has a garage. I think it might be a carport. Um, he has, he's not picking up his mail. He doesn't know. He does not getting his swag from anybody. It's, it's a sad situation over there we need to take care of our guys though so take care of us become a member and we'll ship jesse out some food uh jesse though we did have a question from our twitter from our mailbag monday that we wanted to kind of expand on uh, it was a little bit too big of a topic to just handle in a segment so uh, we wanted to talk about uh this question from twitter from brighton bobbit uh, at bb nitro who asked with the season fully complete who were some of your pleasant surprise players and who were some of your most disappointing guys so let's let's first talk pleasant surprises. Uh, I think for me it was Dalton Varsho was was yeah. really a guy that I wanted to see something out of. He was another guy like Alec Thomas and some of these young prospects that we saw doing some pretty extraordinary things at times in the minor leagues. Uh, and then when he called got called up, had a little bit rough of a start, a little bit slow start, especially this season. Yet he really turned things around as we discussed on the Varsho episode, especially since July seventeenth, and just. He just became a different player. He just absolutely became uh, the guy that I think we thought he could be. It just shows that you got to be a little patient sometimes, but these guys will come around. Huh? I think uh, from my standpoint, the first thing that comes to mind is actually Madison Bumgarner. Um, mm. he, it wasn't like he really had that great of a season, but I got to be honest. I mean, after last year, this looked like potentially the worst contract in Diamondbacks history. Yes. I mean, we were yes. we were at that level. I mean, he posted a basically a seven ERA in his first year of a five-year contract where the money was only going to escalate significantly from what he made last year. It right? was Russ, it, it was Russ Ortiz-esque. It, it was, was yeah. It's right up there with like Yasmani Tomas and Russ Ortiz deals, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I think you could even argue it would be worse than Yasmani Tomas because, Oof. I mean, a seven ERA pitcher yeah. is not even a, like, you just yeah. can't, I mean, you just can't use a guy like that. Yasmani Tomas, I mean, he could at least, you know, he would hit 260 and, you know, not really ever draw walks and strike out a lot. He wasn't great, but he was at he least hit, like a player you could call up if you wanted to, right? He hit 31 home runs. Yeah. And he still, he still had a... uh 
a negative war uh b war <laughs> that's that's yeah. damn near impossible how do you hit 31 home runs and still have a negative war like he never yeah. he, his his career war was like negative two or something for somebody that earns 68 million dollars you know you remember I, I when they were so- they were trying to play yasmani tomas at third base for a while no. and it was no. oh <laughs> Just gonna I mean, drink he, some more. He didn't really he, he didn't play a great outfield, but oh man, that was a that was a failed experience. But but yeah, I mean Madison Bumgarner came in this year, didn't have a great season. I like I'm not gonna sit here and say that Madison Bumgarner is an ace. I think he's probably a number three, number four starting pitcher at this point in his career, which is sure. not great. This contract still doesn't look very good. It's, but the it's, fact it's that an ace contract for sure. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that he's just viable is huge for this team. Uh, because I mean, if the Diamondbacks had 20 million from their payroll on a player who is not pitchable in the major leagues, essentially, over the next four years, I mean, that'll take out a franchise that only spends, you know, 80 to 100 million a year on their payroll. If they've got, you know, one guy um, taking 20 million of that, it's basically all dead money. So that was big for me. Bumgarner had stretches where he was excellent. He had some injuries uh, that might have held him back from from putting it together a little bit more. Uh, but going into next season, I think it's reasonable that Bumgarner could uh, could sort of bounce back and, and hopefully, you know, stay on the field for the entire season, uh, try to be a little bit more durable, get some more innings in his arm if possible. Um, but that was that was big for me, just that he was able to perform and and at least was a viable major league starter throughout the season. Yeah, no, I I couldn't agree with you more. I think that it it looked disastrous even at the beginning of the season. He still didn't have it together, but he he had that stretch where he just looked like old Madison Bumgarner again. And I yeah. think it, it it was very promising. Uh, I wonder if the team's expectations how low they would have been without someone like Bumgarner on this team because I don't know if he impacted at the beginning of the season with how bad he was last year the expectations being, you know, pretty low for how this team would finish. I know the expectations weren't this low. It's kind of, it's like Hazen said, they 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 kind of set their expectations themselves for like an 83 win season. Uh and and even that was was low in their estimate, but they were being conservative. This is uh you know, 30 games less than that. So I I just I think with uh Bumgarner being back to form it's it's definitely promising, especially with you know the young pitchers coming up. I'm not saying by any yeah. sh- any stretch of the imagination that Madison Bumgarner is going to be this folksy old like you know take him under the wing kind of guy. That ain't happening, right? No, he's not. Maybe Mason Saunders. Maybe Mason Saunders with the yeah, guy. he but might. He might. Mad yeah. Bum definitely <laughs> not. So I think you know, but still by proxy, by being around someone like that, by being around someone that. You know, you never know the small um, imparting of wisdom that, you know, Bumgarner could have on young guys. I mean, really, we we only see the, the media version of him. We only see the version that at this point is pretty honest in his career and doesn't really feel like playing the game aside from going out there and playing the game. That's all he wants to do. He doesn't want to do all of this other stuff. He doesn't like this attention and such. So uh, I, I still hope that, you know, there there could be a lot of, uh, teaching that he does even in small increments uh, with his with with younger teammates, and if that's the case, again, I know it's a lot of money, but you never know how invaluable that could be if if some of these young players that get called up next season can really turn into you know superstars for this team. What about disappointments, Derek? What do you got? 
Um, well, I got, you know what I got, Jesse, I got disappointments when, uh, I find out my friends aren't taking care of their outfield. You know what I mean? Like, again, we talked about last night, Chase Field, turf, they're cheating over there. The rest of us, we have all natural grass growing around our strike zone and we need to make sure that we're keeping our balls clean, Jesse. And you can do that with Manscaped. That's right. You're going to do that with Manscaped and Manscaped, man. Some of the deals that they have, especially with our code of PHNX, are pretty incredible. Uh, They have a package for your package. Uh, They'll take care of your package. Uh, You can get right now the Lawnmower uh, 4.0 trimmer, Jesse, which has a headlight on it. Uh, It's convertible. It gets great gas mileage. It's fully rechargeable. (laughs) Wireless rechargeable. It's a great. It's a great tool. I, I, uh, you know, it's it's. It's a state-of-the-art trimmer, not to mention the fact that you got a weed whacker for your ear and nose hair. I'm not going to go into that whole thing like I did yesterday. I, it made yeah, me feel don't. old. It made me feel very old. But let me tell you, yeah, young man, you're going you're, you're gonna to have nose and, uh, and ear hair oh problems before you know it. I'm telling you, uh, you're going to want that weed whacker. The liquid formulations and the two free gifts right now, you can get that plus 20% off using our code of PHNX on manscaped.com. And those, those uh, free gifts, those are pretty good. They got a Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag because you want to make sure that you, uh, even, even on away games, that you're keeping your field trimmed and looking nice. So do that with Manscaped and the, especially that Lawnmower 4.0. I, I, again, I can't get over how useful the light is on that. And I'm going to let you use your imagination as to why a light would be so useful. But again, go use our code PHNX. <laughs> um, also, again, DraftKings, use that same code of PHNX on DraftKings. And uh, on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you will get $100 in free bets for betting $1 on any football game as long as they score a point. And come on, they're going to score a point. So go on there and get your $100 in free bets if you haven't done so. If you're like Jesse, missing out on the free bets, missing out on the free money. Uh, but yeah, let's talk bis- biggest disappointments. I mean, besides missing tank season. Uh, but, you know, the missing the number one pick. By far the biggest disappointment. Nobody sure. on the team has disappointed me more than Josh Van Meter hitting that home run as a walk-off in that game. That's who's disappointed me the most. But uh, let's be honest. The real disappointments for me, Jesse, have been the guys that we thought were going to, you know, elevate their game to the next level. Right. We yeah. guys, I'm not going to blame guys that have been injured. I think uh, Carson Kelly and Cattell Marte, I think they both were wonderful for this team, even though that they both suffered injuries and just had problems all season long staying on the field. I'm personally disappointed with David Peralta, uh, Christian Walker, and Nick Ahmed. Those guys that we've talked about at length at times are really the biggest disappointments for me this season. I can't really be disappointed by the young guys. I can't. You know, like they, they're still developing in some cases. Some of them have been called up earlier than, than would have been planned, but yeah. we just, we needed warm bodies to take the field and, and put nine men out there. So, uh, I don't blame some of the young guys, but for me, it was really disappointing to see those three guys really not step up in a season like this when, you know, um, they, they had so many other injuries and problems with so many other players. And I, and I know Nick Ahmed also suffered his share of injuries, but I think with Ahmed, yeah. my 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 issue with Ahmed is that, uh, again, he's a guy that I feel like the Diamondbacks have given ample time to, and we're just still seeing uh, those those numbers of his his go down instead of up, and I, I I don't see that trajectory correcting itself. 
Am I allowed to say someone that like we still really like, but I'm like no, kind of disappointed? Probably not. I'll probably yell at you for it, but go <laughs> ahead. Zach Gallen didn't have a very good year. Uh, you son he... of a bitch. <laughs> Zach Gallen was, <laughs> was, I mean, last year he would, I mean, let's face it, not much went right for this baseball team last year either, but Zach Gallen seemed like the most sure part of this baseball team moving forward. I mean, he, he had is, a little tiny baby is, fracture in his arm. Jesse, have you ever thrown a baseball in a hundred miles an hour, a little tiny baby fracture in your arm? Yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't done much of anything. I'm sorry. I'm getting of, defensive. Of, it's my fault. I'm sorry. I haven't done much of anything that any of these players have done. So, so <laughs> we're going that, down that road. So we might as well just stop podcasting. Sure. Fine. Let's time. wrap it up. All right. Well, thank you guys. <laughs> Remember baseball fun kids bet on it. Whatever. Zach Gallen was um he 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 sort of seemed to lose his best pitch which, which was a little bit concerning and and to your point I mean the injury we've seen this happen time and time again with starting pitchers I mean those injuries are a big deal and, really and in are. no way in no way am I suggesting that Zach Gallen you know wasn't trying or anything I mean he's one of the hardest workers that you'll find uh, I think I'm I'm more just I'm more just di- like disappointed a little bit, a little bit nervous about uh, sort of his long-term future. Um, just that like the picture that we saw this year wasn't really the same guy. And I don't think it was really a fluke either. Uh, I mean, toward the end of the season, he-, he-, he had some good moments, right? He had some great starts. You see him put it together from time to time. Uh, but the reality was he, he just kind of struggled to throw strikes at times. He-, he tends to nibble a little bit too much. Um, and it seemed like his changeup just wasn't there for him. And that's his most important pitch. I mean, Zach Gallen needs that changeup in order to go back to the guy he was last year. And I think, I think he will, like I, I would bet on Zach Gallen, uh, turning this thing around. Uh, but I, I as of right now, I mean, if you had told me Zach Gallen was going to have, you know, like a 450 ERA this season, I mean, that's about as bad of an outcome as I could imagine for a guy who really looks like the, you know, the future ace of, of this baseball team. Tori Lavallo said today on Burns and Gambo that he's still making a decision about his coaching staff and he doesn't want to leave the guys hanging for too long. He knows very, very recently, he knows how it feels to be hanging in the, in, in, in the balance and waiting to hear about your career. Right. Yeah. I, my biggest disappointment has been her just as a pitching coach and I just say that because when you ask Lavolo about certain things like that, like why has Gallon gone away from his changeup? Lavolo doesn't have anything to do with that. You know, he doesn't even really have an answer for you on that because that's something that the pitching coach handles and Gallon handles. So he didn't have like an answer like, oh, well, it's, you know, not working for him, kind of like what you said, right? It just yeah. makes me wonder at times how much the coaches on this staff are impacting this team. And I, again, think that people tend to blame Lavolo way too much. I'm going to say this as I'm wearing this shirt right now, but <laughs> I, I say it because, uh, you know, Mike Hazen, he's the one in charge of the personnel. Lavolo doesn't really even have a say on who gets called up and who gets, he just, he gets players given to him and then he has to figure out where they're going to fit into the roster. He doesn't have a say, when it comes to the pitch selection and what pitchers are doing 
what's working for them, why they're going away from a certain pitch that was effective. We talked about it, but that was such a big part of Gallon's repertoire. That, the curveball, which he didn't start throwing until later in the season, he was throwing primarily fastballs and still relied on that heavily even up until that final series with the Dodgers. But he really just started putting it together as far as uh, hitting the strike zone and, and hitting his spots, which made a big difference then when he was struggling earlier on a bit. Uh, I don't know what we'll see out of him. I, I My hope, going back to the coaches, is that I, I would like to see the Diamondbacks clean house uh, as far as the other coaches. I think yeah. that at this point, there's not there there hasn't been much that went right for them. I think uh, at the at the midpoint of the season when they fired DC, when they fired their hitting coaches, and it was you know kind of the the blame was placed on them. I thought that was kind of ridiculous at the time. I thought their offense was definitely not the problem. I had been watching that team pretty consistently, and they didn't have problems necessarily scoring four to five runs in a night. It, it was it was their pitching and their bullpen, but it was the you know their starting pitching and bullpen combined uh, last in the league in ERA and other pitching stats. So it it was their pitching most of the season. Whatever you want to say about their hitting, their the the entire game of baseball relies on pitching and not allowing runs. And when you're dead last in MLB, you're you're gonna lose over a hundred games. Am I allowed to end us on a high note? No, no, no. Tank okay. season's right. dead. Well, I'll just, I'll just we, we did the sad one. We did the disappointment second. See, because I could have swapped those and done like the pleasant surprises first. No, I went right for the, the pleasant surprises mm-hmm. first. And now we're ending on a sad note. Everything's sad. Um, what, what do you want to say? Go ahead. Bring us up. Make it make it all, a little happier. All I want to say is that um, there's one other pleasant surprise who came to my mind. And that is a guy that I mean, honestly, in, in some ways, maybe this isn't surprising. But I think he deserves a lot of credit for what he did this year. Uh, Merrill Kelly was quietly the, he was kind of the guy who, he's kind of the guy who holds this thing together. I mean, in moments where the starting rotation was completely fractured at times, he was kind of the only one left. And not only that, but Merrill Kelly, people forget, is coming off of thoracic outlet surgery over the (laughs) offseason. That's right. Which is not he was going to pitch this year, right? Yeah, which is not Tommy John surgery, but like it's sort of on that level with what it does to guys pitching careers. I mean, it is a significant procedure. And Merrill Kelly came out and was kind of the same guy he's been in the past. He was an innings eater. You know, he's not going to have an ERA under three all the time like he did last year somehow. Um, But he's just a solid, steady presence in the rotation. And of all of the roster decisions this team has to make this offseason, Picking up Merrill Kelly's team option in my mind is is the most no brainer of all of them. I mean, he I is absolutely he has absolutely proven that he is uh, here to stay in this league. And um, I know Mike Hazen's not getting a whole lot of credit for many things right now, and and rightfully so. But picking up Merrill Kelly, you know, out of a, out of you know the international market is one of the best moves that Mike Hazen has made. Well, and I mean. Honestly, when you talk about that kind of stuff, Doey Ramirez, I've talked about him a lot and how much he's been that guy for them in the bullpen, right? The thing there yeah. about both of those guys is it's not sexy. You know, it's not strikeouts and it's not going to be right. a great ERA, but what you see out of them is consistency and you see them come in in big situations and do what they need to do. Uh, even when I, 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 the thing I love about Kelly is even when he has a bad night, 
he just rebounds. You never know how his yeah. night's going to go. He could have uh, he could give up three runs in the first inning, and then he won't give up another run his entire outing, and he'll go seven. Right, right. Like Kelly does such a good job of not getting rattled, not getting you know in, in any way. He was there. He was their uh, their gap stopper. You know, like he was the one whenever they were on a losing streak, he stopped the he stopped the longest losing streak in Diamondbacks history, and he also stopped the longest road streak losing streak in in MLB history. So he was their guy that they could count on all season long to give them consistent outings. And I think he's again he's it's he's so underrated and uh yeah. if this if this starting lineup uh, or i'm sorry if this starting rotation was better he he would have been such a valuable like three guy you know what i mean um but i i, I don't know at this point I, I i absolutely hope they pick up the team option on him and i'm still a little weary about the calhoun uh option i i i I'm, I'm with you on gonna, that one. There's, there's no way. Yeah, I don't I know. think that's going to yeah. happen. Well, and I don't think they should even if they were considering it. I, I really love Cole Calhoun. I, you know, and I, I'm sure he wants them to pick it up. That's why he's kind of given this, like, yeah. hey, I've been a D-backs fan my whole life. I'm from here. Come on, guys. You know, but <laughs> yeah, definitely. I could see at this point this team moving in a different direction. And I mean, still maybe, maybe being able to pick. I know Hazen said that it's, uh, it doesn't look like they're going to be going to external candidate options, but who knows if they can still get one of those guys that we said that could at least add some depth to this roster and and play outfield at a major league level. Yeah, I think the, the big knock for Cole Calhoun is that he's left-handed. And the Diamondbacks, if you look up and down this roster, David Peralta's left-handed, Dalton Varsha's left-handed, Josh Rojas bats left-handed, and the list goes on. This is a sure. very, very left-handed lineup. And at that point, Cole Calhoun, I mean, given how few games he played, e- even if the number was lower, I'm not sure if it really makes a whole lot of sense for them to target a guy like him. I don't disagree. So we'll see what happens. But uh, just a reminder, you guys, we thank you so much for checking us out. Please check out all the stuff that PHNX is doing. If you're watching us right now on YouTube Live, on Twitter, go go sign up for us on your favorite podcasting app. I've been asking for everybody to send me what they're listening to podcasts on nobody has done it not a single person (laughs) it's fine my feelings aren't hurt but still i got this new apple phone that i just dropped off the chair a second ago and i'm sitting here doing this podcast terrified that i did some sort of damage to it but i'm just going to press on like a professional (laughs) and say i want you guys to you know check us out on social if you if you sign up or uh, if you get us on the youtube sign up for us on your favorite podcasting app if you're listening to us on one of those podcasting apps Go over to YouTube and sign up for PHNX uh, Sports, and you will get all of this great Arizona content. And click on a little bell, subscribe, get notifications, do all of that stuff. Uh, if you're an Arizona sports fan, I think you're going to love the stuff we're doing. And you might see me pop up on other shows and maybe come in late. I don't know, Cardinals stuff. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to have me back. You but. may or may not be there on time, but you'll, uh, you'll whatever. pop I'll, in when I'll you feel like I'll be there eventually like it, yeah. is my point. <laughs> so I don't like all this judging, but whatever. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Of course, Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Uh, but all roads lead to at PHNX underscore, underscore sports. That is on Twitter facebook and instagram so again we thank you guys so much for checking out the show jesse i'm still mad at you but i'll get over it (laughs) soon enough uh appreciate you guys and remember kids baseball's fun but it's so much more fun when you bet on it